Welcome to episode number two of the I Got Issues show. Um, I'm your host, Brandy, and today I wanted to talk about um, something that has plagued me for a while, and it's anxiety. So the name of this episode is What the Fuck is Anxiety? So um, I was doing some research on what you know anxiety is and what it means to be anxious, and I think we all suffer from this. Some of us suffer um, from it more than others, but I think having anxiety um, about things in life is normal. It only becomes abnormal when it you know disrupts your life. So um, the I guess the official definition of anxiety is um, it, it is a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, or fear, strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. Um, you know, if it's really bad, it can be treated with medication. A lot of people will do that in conjunction with therapy um, and other, you know, means of self-care to help them cope with it. But like, I guess my interest in this, again, because it's something that I have dealt with and, you know, to some degree I'm still dealing with this, like what, what are the roots of anxiety? Like, where does it come from? How do you deal with it? You know, if you don't want to do medication or you're not really sold on therapy, like how can you work through it on a day-to-day basis? And like, you know, is it something that just poof automatically goes away? Is it something that you, you know, if you're a spiritual person or religious or whatever, do you pray about it and then it just goes away? Or like, how do you deal with it? So, um, you know, my research showed me that um, anxiety is something that is based in fear. So, for example, if you have recently lost a loved one, um, you might have anxiety around death. Like, oh my God, am I going to die? Am I next? You know, is this how I'm going to die? Blah, 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 blah. And you just kind of replay those those um, questions or whatever in your mind, like over and over and over. And, you know, some people can, like I said, think about those things. And it doesn't really bother them. But some, it just, it's like this never-ending loop of what if scenarios, you know, um, why did this happen? Is it, like I said, is it going to happen to me? When is it going to happen? And so on and so on. Or if you have a dating anxiety, which I think most of us have those, it's like, you know, if you've had one bad relationship or a hundred bad relationships, you know, you tend to go into the next one, like, okay, well, is this same thing going to happen again? Well, you know, he or she hasn't called. Does it mean that, um, they don't like me anymore? Like what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. So like, I, you know, my dad passed away a little over a year ago, and um, I can relate to the anxiety about death because um, he passed away so sudden, and I just remember thinking, like, oh, my God, you know, in my family within the last five years, we have lost um, four people, so on average, almost a person a year, you know, and it had me thinking like, oh my God, like who else in my family, like who else is going to die? Like, is it going to be soon? You know, how many more years am I next? Like, am I going to suffer from the same issues that, 
you know, my dad had. Um, and it, it took me back to a time when I was little and my grandmother, my dad's mother, passed away. And I was believe I was about seven when she died. And I remember, even as a seven-year-old, having that same continuous loop um, in my head about death. And it's something that, you know, even as an adult, like I've gotten better with it, I think, with that aspect of anxiety. I've gotten better with that. But it's like you you continue to think like, oh, my God, is this going to happen to me? Um, how is this going to happen? Like, you know, again, you play the um, scenarios in your head. So one of the things that really helped me um, deal with that, that anxiousness surrounding death when my father died is just um, really stepping back and putting it into perspective, meaning that, you know, I, I believe in God and I believe that, you know, when it's your time to transition from this earth that, you know, you will, and there's nothing that you can do about it. So having a fear of death, I think it's natural. Um, cause I, obviously nobody really wants to die. Let's, let's be honest, but to let that become something that you're constantly thinking about and being anxious about is not normal. Like, you, you shouldn't dwell on that. So what helped me was just really, again, putting that whole situation into perspective and understanding that, you know, my dad's birth and his death were predestined. You know, if for those of us who believe you know, God knew when he was born and God knew the minute, the second, the hour that he would take him from this earth. And there's nothing that I could have done or anybody could have done to prevent that from happening. And just really focusing on that has really helped me, um, you know, over the last year, really um, be okay with that and, and understand that it wasn't my fault you know, which has also helped kind of curb some of the anxiety um, surrounding that, you know, super traumatic event in my life. Um, you know, some other things that have helped me in dealing with that is, you know, channeling that anxious energy into something that is productive. So like for me, I'm a person I like to create. So if that's painting something or drawing or, um, you know, even doing this podcast and recording some of my thoughts, like, has definitely helped because, you know, again, dwelling in those those what-if scenarios, you know, what if I would have done this? What if I would have stayed in Arizona? You know, what if, what if, what if is not you know, in this instance, going to bring that person back. It's not going to um, help change the course of that particular situation. So, you know, in coping, you have to make the choice to help your mind stop wandering, which is very, very hard. I'm finding that um, it's, it's difficult to change your thought process when you're so accustomed to thinking um, in one particular way. And that definitely applies to, you know, things like this, or if you're having troubles at work, which I'll get into in a minute, because I've experienced that over the last few months, um, or dating, love, relationships, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, you know, just you have to make a conscious effort to not dwell on it, you know, we're human, and um, it's okay for things to 
bother you, but again, you can't stay there. And I think where a lot of people um, get stuck is they stay there and they spend hours and hours and days and weeks and months just toiling over um, those scenarios and those what ifs. And, you know, you have to not do that. And it's definitely um, easier said than done. But it's like if you constantly work at it, like with anything, um, it can definitely be controlled. So um, I think I kind of went off topic, but um, going back to, I guess, the the basics of what anxiety is, um, again, it's a fear um, or feelings of worry that are based on a past experience. So again, like I said before, it can be treated with medication um, and supervised by a medical professional. So, and like some of the side, not side effects rather, but some of the, I guess, signs, if you will, or symptoms of um, anxiety to where you might want to consider talking to somebody or, or like seeking medical help is, you know, just excessive worry. Again, just dwelling on one negative thought if you're having trouble um, sleeping, you know, kind of falling asleep for two or three hours, waking up, still thinking about that situation, going back to sleep, waking up, it's still in your mind, um, irrational fears. So again, going back to, you know, like my father passing away, like an irrational fear right after that happened was that I was going to die, that I was, something was going to happen, something just way dramatic um, that would, you know, be my demise, if you will. Um, muscle tension, fatigue, those are also signs um, that, you know, anxiety is starting to take over your physical. Just being super self-conscious, um, you know, worrying about constantly how you look or, you know, is this the right outfit or whatever. Just like those are some some signs of, you know, excessive anxiety. So, in coping with it, like some of the, like I said, some of the things that I've found are again channeling that energy into something that is more productive, something that will, for the time being, take your mind off of um, whatever it is that you're worrying about. So again, I, I'll go back to me. So again, creating something, um, painting, like if being creative is not your thing, maybe writing out your fears or the thing that is causing you to be anxious and really working through it and putting it into perspective. Maybe talking to um, an unbiased person can help, like a therapist or maybe just even a friend just kind of telling them what's going on and having them help you put the situation into perspective. Um, Definitely breathe. Uh, I'm a real big fan of yoga and meditation. I did Bikram when I was living in Phoenix. I did Bikram yoga um, for almost a year, like consistently going, you know, anywhere from three to five times a week. And the thing that I really love and appreciate about yoga is that it's an hour or for Bikram an hour and a half where you are completely focused on yourself you're completely focused on what you're doing in that moment. You're not letting your mind wander. Or if you are, you're bringing your mind back to um, 
what you're doing in that particular moment. Moment. So if you're in like savasana, which is the they say the hardest pose in yoga, which is to just be and just to let everything go and just to relax, you can just again enjoy that moment. Let all the anxieties and the worries and the fears um, just let those go. Um, another way to you know kind of combat the anxiety is to just stop overthinking. Um, and I suffer from this still to this day. It is so hard to um, stop overthinking a situation because you can think about it till you're blue in the face and the out- and you have no real control over the outcome. So again, it's all about making these conscious choices to stop, take a moment, reassess, reevaluate, and again, put the situation into perspective and say, okay, you know, if you have to play out scenarios, well, if this scenario plays out, you know, how, how will I, how will it affect me in the end? Am I going to, am I going to die? Am I going to be devastated? And, you know, obviously you're not going to die, but you know, if, if you feel you're going to be devastated, then kind of maybe work through how you would handle the devastation. You know, however you feel you need to approach being anxious, I say go for it. I mean, there are a million things you can probably do to um, combat that. But again, like I I feel like yoga and meditation, kind of going back to that, are really, really good ways to do that. And um, a friend of mine um, put me onto an app called Headspace. And um, I think some of the meditations are free. I believe it's there. You can subscribe to it, and I'm not sure how much it is per month. But I did one of the guided meditations. It was like 10 minutes because I was feeling anxious and nervous about a situation at work, and it really helped me. Um, it brought me back to a place of being centered. It helped my mind stop wandering about, you know, well, what if I get fired because, you know, this is going on. And I, and after I was done meditating and I felt calm, like I went back to the situation and I just asked myself, why would you get fired? What have you done that is so bad that you would lose your job? And I thought about it, you know, for a couple seconds and I said, absolutely nothing. You know, I know that when I go to work every day, I'm giving 110%. And if there were a problem, um, I know that my manager would definitely um, definitely bring it to my attention <laughs> uh, because she has no issues in doing that currently. So, you know, that helped me really, really um, let that go. And another component of um, anxiety is control. So um, I know a lot of people struggle with control issues. I know I feel like women maybe struggle with that a little bit more. I could be wrong. So all you feminist uh, women out there don't, you know, don't come for me, but I feel like that's a woman thing. Maybe it's our emotions or whatever. But um, I think anxiety has a lot to do with control because we want to control situations and coming to grips with that we 
um, the idea that we can't control things is hard. And I think that also in turn leads to the overthinking and the overanalyzing and the, um, you know, questioning things and playing those scenarios over and over and over in our head, you know, and, and just really dwelling on the wrong thing. So, um, one thing that I am learning and am constantly telling myself is that, um, you can't control everything. You can't control people. You can't control things. What you can control is how you react to a situation. So, um, if anybody knows me, I love me some Joel Osteen. I think he is awesome. And I love listening to his podcasts and his messages on, um, satellite radio. But one thing that he said that really, really stuck out to me and kind of, and has really helped me on this journey of, um, stop trying to stop worry, worrying about things is that life is 90% of how you respond to it and 10%, um, Oh gosh, I'm forgetting how he put it. I think he said it's 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. I'm I might have like kind of messed that up, but you get what I'm saying. So it's like if something happens to you, let's say you're dating somebody and you know the relationship is going well and then for some reason um, they kind of fade away to, into the background or you break up, you know, that's 10% of your life. You know, it sucks that it didn't work out, but how you respond to that situation um, really shows that you have control over your emotions and really ultimately your mental health. So, you know, saying all that to say you can't let bad situations determine how you conduct your life. Like I said, those kinds of things, they suck. Or like if you, you, you overspent this, you know, this paycheck, you're like, damn, you know, I shouldn't have bought, you know, those five pairs of shoes instead of, you know, beating yourself up over it and and worrying about, you know, oh my God, I'm not going to have money for whatever, for emergencies. And then you start thinking of what emergencies you would have. It's like, okay, you know what? I overspent. Tomorrow is a new day. Uh, I, I will be getting another paycheck in a week or two. So it's not the end of the world. And just, just releasing that into, you know, the atmosphere, releasing that worry, releasing, you know, the, the what if, um, again, Scenarios. Well, what if my car breaks down or what if I get into an accident and I need money for my insurance deductible and all that kind of stuff? It's like, yeah, those things might happen, but they also might not happen. So um, it's really about shifting your mind. And again, like I said earlier, that is so much easier said than done. And another thing that I'm really finding out about myself um, as I'm on this path of, you know, trying to change my thought process is that, you know, negative thinking and worry and anxiety are all habits. Well, I should say that they stem from habits. The habit of, I guess, being a negative thinker and and letting one situation um, dictate how every other situation will be. Um, and a really great example of this is dating, like my favorite topic, dating and relationships. So and this is something that, you know, again, I am always working through. It's like not letting 
um, past situations, again, like dictate how I go into a new situation. So, you know, if something didn't work out in the past, like I can't go into a new situation with those same anxieties and same worries. I think it's, it's good to acknowledge those things, but also to, um, not let them, um, I can't, um, my words are escaping me, but not for lack of a better phrase, not letting them ruin something that could be good. And I know a lot of us do that men and women alike. We tend to, um, you know, reflect on something that's happened in the past and we, um, look for those signs that this situation is going to be just like the other four or five or whatever. And it's not that way. Um, and again, it, this kind of goes back to letting go of that control, just releasing the grip on um, whatever it is you think should happen or might happen and just let it be. Um, and I swear that is the hardest thing It is so difficult to just let go sometimes, especially when you feel that you know exactly how something should be, you know? It's like that's that's that um, being over, not overbearing, but being, I guess, over-controlling. I feel like that doesn't sound right, but whatever. (laughs) Being controlling um, and just letting, letting that go, you know, just saying, hey, you know, here's the situation, you know, thinking I would like for it to go this way, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to be devastated. It's not going to um, impact my life in such a way that I can't do my day-to-day functions. I can't, you know, get up and take a shower and brush my teeth and comb my hair. Like, just letting it be. Um, I had some notes here, but I think I covered everything. But um, with anxiety, I guess my my best practices recently have been to take time out to meditate. And it's not something that I do like every single day at one o'clock. But when I feel like, okay, you know, for example, um, I will use my work life. So um, I have had I have been having some issues at work in terms of dealing with my manager. And I just, I was listening to uh, Joel Osteen, and um, and I'm paraphrasing his message, but he said, you can't let people or things um, determine or dictate how you are. And that was like a light bulb that um, went off in my head. So bringing that back around to meditation. So when I feel that, you know, if something at work has been bothering me or is bothering me, I will go um, in my car for 10 or 15 minutes and meditate. And it really, really has helped. I mean, I feel like such a burden has been lifted off of my shoulders because I am taking the time to just be in that moment and to release all of that negative energy, that tension, that worry, just releasing it and letting whatever happens happen. And I just feel so much lighter um, in that respect. If I could just only do that with my personal life, but I'm working on that. Um, 
But yeah, if anybody out there is struggling with being anxious, um, definitely reach out to um, a medical professional if you feel that, you know, again, like I said, it's something that is crippling you, like you're not taking care of things at home, you're letting things go at work, or, you know, you're just feeling like you can't physically function, definitely talk to somebody who can um, help you with that. Um, I personally don't feel that, well, I'll say this, medication does not work. I've tried it, and for me, it didn't work. So I've taken, I guess, a more holistic approach, which is, you know, doing self-care, doing the meditation, um, yoga, when I feel the need um, to go, reading books. But again, um, if you feel that it's crippling you, then definitely reach out to a medical professional and talk about what your options are. There's nothing wrong with medication. It just, for some people, it works. Some people, it doesn't. Um, I guess in closing, just trying to think, you know, my word of, or my, again, my best practices are, uh, before I do that, are, like I said, just channeling that energy, getting enough rest, you know, um, allowing myself to be tired and to, um, to rest, take some time off from thinking, just binge on a funny TV show. Like I love the Mindy Project. So anytime I feel like I'm stressing out about something or overthinking and I can't just, my mind just won't stop. I will literally, you know, I don't care what time of day or night it is. I will literally, you know, go to Hulu and watch an episode of the Mindy Project. And I've probably seen all of the episodes of of that show probably two or three times. But I just, I love that show. It really just kind of helps me escape and just laugh, um, and not really think about what's real, you know, what's weighing on my mind. It helps me again channel that energy into something else. Um, so, you know, this episode was just a lot about self care and to put myself out there and just say, you know, being anxious and nervous um, is something that I've struggled with. Um, you know, as I as I look back on my life, you know, like I I mentioned earlier, you know, when my grandmother passed away when I was seven years old, I remember feeling anxious and nervous about that. And then just as I've gotten older, it's kind of gone in ebbs and flows. And then when my father passed away last year, um, you know, it kind of reared its ugly head again. And now that I'm in a, you know, a better headspace, I'm able to better manage it and feel more comfortable and talking about it and admitting that, you know, hey, I got an issue. It's okay. We all have them. It's fine. So um, in closing, I just want to say that if, you know, if you are dealing with anxiety and being nervous about things, it's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up. Don't go down that rabbit hole of feeling like you're a failure or feeling like, ugh, you know, I can't, I suck at life because (laughs) I'm struggling with this. It's totally fine. You know, the name of this show is called I Got Issues and we all have them, you know, nobody is perfect. We all struggle with something. So again, if you're struggling with it, it's totally fine. I want to be there to reassure you as I'm, you know, reassuring myself. It's totally okay to not be okay sometimes and to take some time out for yourself. Um, to really get back centered 
and feel like you can take on the world. So um, with all that to say, I hope that this helps somebody to let you know that you're not by yourself. Um, I think that anxiety is something that we've all dealt with in our lives to some degree. Again, maybe, you know, some of you might be on the lower end of that spectrum and some of us might be on the higher end. Some of us might be in the middle or even in somewhere in between there. But again, um, if you don't get anything else out of this episode, um, that it's okay. It's fine to be nervous. Just don't dwell there. I think that's the most important thing. Do not dwell in that space of being nervous or anxious. Try to, you know, get a get a grip on your thinking. Um, one thing that doing Bikram yoga has taught me is that, and also listening to uh, my friend Joel, because like I said, we're best friends and I love him. Anyway, um, what he says and what a lot of the yoga instructors have said is that, you know, negative thoughts and thoughts of whatever are going to come, you can't dwell on them. You have to get to a point where you let those thoughts pass and then you move on. Or as Pastor Joel was said, if a negative thought comes in, you hit the delete button. So delete those thoughts. Even if you have to say the word delete out loud to where you hear it, do that. It helps, I promised or promise. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think I'm done. I feel like I've ranted long enough. So um, be sure to follow me on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram at the I Got Issues show. It's the I Got Issues show on Instagram. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email me. Um, the email address is the I got issue show at gmail.com. Um, as always, be sure to like, share, comment, um, and rate me on the iTunes. So yeah, um, I will try to upload these episodes every Sunday. Um, that is my goal, depending on what's going on in my life at that moment. They might It might be Monday or Tuesday, but they will definitely be um, weekly shows. So again, be sure to like, share, comment, and I hope everybody has a great week. Bye.